counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, I'm really pleased that you found us. I hope you're having a good day. Now, I just sat down to record this and as usual, the weather's gone absolutely crazy. So it's blowing a gale out there and there is rain that's just being thrown against the window. So if you hear lots of noise, then that's the weather. And you might hear the dog bark because if people walk past, their umbrella pokes above the fence. So if she sees this umbrella walk walking past, it drives her mad. So you might get a little appearance from my dog, Kim, today. So... Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, I want to talk today about good old imposter syndrome. We know about imposter syndrome, don't we? But I want to look at it from something that happened to me. So I actually, it's my anniversary soon. I actually published the Grow Your Private Practice book on the 5th of December 2019. So three years ago. And wow, time does fly, doesn't it? I mean, that just feels like a lifetime ago. But here's the thing, I struggle with seriously bad imposter syndrome and it can be crippling. I never produce anything without that mean, evil little voice kind of sneering at me and telling me that nobody would want to listen to you and you're just not good enough. And, you know, they do that in like, it does that in kind of a hundred different ways and it's absolutely exhausting. And let's face it, imposter syndrome, it is a normal thing you will have it. We all get it to some level. In fact, they say that only psychopaths and narcissists don't get imposter syndrome. So when you look at it that way, it's actually a little bit reassuring, isn't it? So today I want to talk about writing my book and how I overcame imposter syndrome to publish the book and also what I learned from that. Okay, so why did I write the Grow Your Private Practice book? Well, look, I had an idea to write a book and I couldn't get this idea out of my mind. Now, yes, I've got the Grow Your Private Practice membership to help people to attract more clients, but I know not everybody's ready to take that step for all sorts of different reasons. So I thought, well, writing a book means that I can basically help more people. And although, of course, I've made some money from the book, which is great, money wasn't the number one driving factor for this. In fact, actually... I remember some time ago smiling because somebody suggested that I wrote the book just to make money. Now, trust me, if you want to make some money, there are many, many ways to make more money more quickly and easily than writing a book. So this isn't this isn't a quick win by any stretch of the imagination. But writing a book, I knew, would be a challenge for me, and I really like a challenge. So anybody that knows me knows that I love blogging. Writing is where I can exercise my creativity and it really suits my personality type. I'm a massive introvert, so being able to sit and quietly write a blog suits me down to the ground. So I had the idea to write a book 
and jumped in with kind of both feet without thinking too much about it because I kind of do that sometimes. Now, I knew that I needed some help and guidance. You know, writing a book is a big project. Basically, I didn't know where to start. I'd never done it before. And I knew that I could learn from, you know, I could buy a book all about writing books. And I knew I could take a course all about writing books. But I knew that to do that, it would take a lot of time and energy for me to, you know, learn it. And then I could very easily talk myself out of doing the whole thing. So I knew that what I needed was a coach, someone that I could talk to, somebody that I could ask questions to, somebody that could guide me and somebody that could be, that could give me that accountability when my procrastination inevitably kicked in. So I started to look for a book coach and I realised that actually I already knew one. I used to belong, I used to be in a mind, oh, what is it? What's it called? I used to be in like a mastermind, but basically I was in a group and somebody else in that group was a writing coach. That was a long way to explain that, wasn't it? Sorry, guys. So I contacted her. She's called Dale Darley, and we started working together. So if you're thinking of writing a book, I'll put her, a link to her somewhere around this um, this recording. And I have to tell you, tell you, I was so glad to have her on board because Dale talked me off the edge many times. I remember this particular time. And it was, I was just over halfway through writing the book when I kind of hit a brick wall and I just wanted to give in, pack it all up and just forget about it. But it was just that awkward place where I'd gone too far to pack it all in. I'd done too much to just stop. So I was kind of in a horrible place, but Dale kind of gently supported me through and help me to carry on and I'll forever be in debt because if it hadn't have been for her, I'd just have probably packed in. So I started the writing process in the February and I published the book, like I say, on the 5th of December. It was a big project and I was working as well at the same time. And some people go off and they spend some time away and just concentrate on writing a book. But for me, I was trying to fit it in with like other commitments that I had as well. So how did imposter syndrome show up for me when I was writing my book? Well, there's two different sort of places where it showed up. One was when I was actually writing the book and one when I'd finished writing the book and I published it. So I'll go through those with you. So whilst I was writing the book, the imposter syndrome that had showed up very often as perfectionism, if you've ever ever had perfectionism, it's a nightmare because it means that you tell yourself nothing's ever good enough. So you redo it and redo it. So that's what happened to me. So I'd write and rewrite passages. I'd swap one word for another. I'd delete the whole section and then start again. I mean, I probably wrote the book three times over. So so I fast and I fast. Have you ever done that? If you have, then you'll know how frustrating that can be. But that said, this exploration did lead to me having some interesting ideas. So before I had this whole faffing situation, I was just writing the book, you know, from start to finish. But then I realised that the book could be split into three different sections. So that I, I actually in the book have three sections. So the first section is called the quick start section. So that's for people if they want to get started quickly, but they're on a budget. So in that section, I'll sort of talk you through how to get started when you don't really know where to start and and without a website, you know, a website is not required. 
And then the second section is all about mindset. And this is, I think this is my favorite section, actually. You know, this is for when you've got that nagging fear that you're not good enough. So literally what I'm talking about today. So the section on mindset is all about how, you know, being in private practice really helps your own personal development and that mindset can trip you up and self-sabotage you, but it also gives you a chance to grow. And the third section is more about the practical stuff. Now, I mean, writing a book, I couldn't talk in any depth about the finer points of social media because, as you probably know, social media changes every five minutes. So I haven't gone into huge amounts of like small detail about what to do. I've looked at the bigger picture. But yeah, the practical bit looks at things like if you feel worried about being visible, for example, if that makes you feel awkward, you know, I'll show you how to attract clients in a way that actually feels right for you, you know, no hard sell or anything required. So I I came, you know, I decided on doing the three parts. And then I also adopted some new ideas. Like I used something, I had this idea of something called a seedling niche. Now having a niche is one of the things that can really help you, whoever you are, whatever you do, having a niche and knowing who it is you want to attract is definitely going to be something that's going to help you. And I never really found a good way of explaining it because it's quite a big subject and it's it can it doesn't have to be confusing at all. So I came across this idea of a seedling niche. Now it's called a seedling niche because if you know my brand, you'll know that it's all about growth. I've got my my icon who's called Sprout, who's a little seedling. So the seedling niche idea is is a way about easily finding your niche. So I, I came it came up with that idea whilst I was writing the book. So although most of the perfectionism was a total pain, the extra thinking, even the overthinking, actually led to some useful ideas. So I think every time we have struggles and problems, I think there's always a, you know, there's always a side that is positive. You know, we always get something out of it. Now, when I published the Grow Your Private Practice book, that was the time that my imposter syndrome really hit peak. And this took me by surprise, like completely by surprise, because I assumed that after I'd done all the hard work of writing the book, I'd feel so proud of myself, so proud of my accomplishment that things would get easier. I'd be able to share it, you know, proudly. But rather than celebrate, I found that I just wanted to hide away and cry. You know, I felt vulnerable and exposed. And this was the imposter syndrome. Now, the thing about a book and a podcast for that matter is that once it's been published, it can't be changed. And that's one of the reasons why. I love blogging because if I have something that I want to add or remove, it's really easy to do it. So I knew that any mistakes that I made in my book would be out there for all to see forever. And that was a bit of a a bit of a jaw dropper, really. So yeah, it became a time of anxiety for me because I kind of sat there waiting for these anticipated negative reviews. I assumed that everybody would say it was rubbish and then be uncovered as the prawn I am. As the prawn. (laughs) Oh my goodness, did I just say prawn? So I'm going to leave that in. I'm not going to edit that out. That's made me laugh. I wasn't uncovered as a prawn. (laughs) I was actually uncovered as, they're worried about being uncovered as a fraud. That sounds a bit better, doesn't it? So... (laughs) Oh, that's made my day. Anyway, 
So that's imposter syndrome. It's actually the pits. It felt really horrible. But despite that imposter syndrome and despite that feeling, despite how horrible it was, authoring this book ultimately reduced my imposter syndrome and it actually boosted my confidence. Okay, so imposter syndrome did show up at all steps on the journey and it poked at me, constantly telling me that I was rubbish and, you know, all of that horrible stuff. But the really important thing to remember through all of this is imposter syndrome is a liar. You know, imposter syndrome is a liar. So if you get imposter syndrome and you've been telling yourself you can't do something, well, I'm here to tell you you can because imposter syndrome is lying to you. And sometimes we kind of forget that because imposter syndrome just has a very mesmerizing voice, I suppose. It's it's a voice we're familiar with. So yes, I doubted myself. I felt anxious and I worried about being humiliated and uncovered as a fraud. But the truth is, I can help you grow your practice and I can help you to grow your confidence. Because over the last three years, I've received constant reminders of this and I now have documentary evidence that I am not a fraud. So it it feels a bit weird to say that because it sounds like I'm bigging myself up and I'm English and we just don't do that, do we? So yeah, it feels a bit uncomfortable to say that. But here's this, this is the truth. There hasn't been a week go by without me receiving a message or an email thanking me for the book and telling me how much that it's helped. I'm not, like I say, I'm not saying that to show off. I'm saying that to let you know that despite my imposter syndrome, I got it out there and it helped people. If I'd have let imposter syndrome stop me, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I wouldn't have been able to help people. They wouldn't have received that help. And I'm delighted to say that I've only had good reviews on Amazon. So my fear of just getting all negative reviews didn't actually come to fruition. So at the time of recording this, I've had 146 four and five star reviews, which is totally amazing. And it is four and five star reviews. Now, if you look on my book, it'll say that there is three star, two star, one star reviews. But if you click through, there aren't actually. don't know why they do that. Some sort of clever marketing thing. I don't know. Now, this is absolutely mind-blowing to get that feedback, to know that people have taken time out of their day to either leave a review or to contact me. It feels like the absolute world to me. And this chips away at my imposter syndrome because, as I've said, I now have proof that actually I'm not a fraud and it's really been powerful. So if you're regular to the podcast, you'll know that I talk a lot about action being the antidote to fear. So much so that episode one of this podcast was called Action is the Antidote to Fear. So I've clearly been bagging on about this for quite a while now. And writing a book has been the perfect example of how you have to leave your comfort zone and take action in order to make progress. That fear that I would be laughed at, humiliated and have to slink away filled with shame. Well, it didn't happen and it won't happen to you either. I just want to say that again. It won't happen to you either, but you won't truly believe it unless you tiptoe out of your comfort zone and therefore prove it to yourself. 
Now, had I allowed imposter syndrome to stop me, I would never have experienced all the positive things that this has ultimately turned out to be. So my confidence wouldn't have improved and I wouldn't have had an opportunity to go through this valuable learning experience. All I would have done is stay small, stay the same size. I wouldn't have grown. And if you don't grow, well, you know, you're not improving and you're not going to find that success. Now, I didn't write a book because I had bags of confidence and positivity. No, far from it. I wrote the book despite my imposter syndrome, despite my lack of confidence, doubts, perfectionism, procrastination and fear. And writing the book has actually helped me to see that, guess what, I can actually do this. So look, if you have those doubts, take action because, hey, guess what? Action really is the antidote to fear. It's the thing that's going to help to move you forward. Now, although writing a book is an amazing project to embark on, you don't have to go to those lengths in order to overcome your imposter syndrome. So have a little think about where your imposter syndrome has been holding you back. Maybe it's writing blogs. Maybe it's going on social media. Maybe you want to give talks or be a guest on a podcast, but you tell yourself you can't do it. Or maybe you do want to write a book. It's a great way to reach more people. It's a great way to elevate yourself. And yes, it brings in a little bit of extra money as well. So go for it. Make the decision and go for it. And as I say, if you need any help and you need any support, have a word with my book coach, Dale. I'll share her details around here somewhere. Maybe it's time to take action. Okay, so that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And just to let you know that if you don't have the Grow Your Private Practice book yet, go and get it and take a read and see, you can see why I talk about I'm just a teenage dirtbag by Wheatus. <laughs> and if you do, and if you found it useful, it would be totally amazing if you'd go and leave a positive review on Amazon. I would be extremely grateful. So look, I hope that that's helped you. I hope that it's helped you to sort of just take a step and take action to start making change. And if it has, again, let me know. I'd really love to know. So that's it. All that's left to say now is have an absolutely fabulous week and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.